On today's episode of Inside the Nest, we're talking hoops. Gabby Legister of Women's Basketball is our featured guest. We bring on Mateen from the Owl Network to discuss the ladies' win against Barry College over the weekend and preview the matchup against UNF at home. Get your tickets, ksuowls.com slash tickets. Jordan Griffith gives you a trip around the A-Sun. I learned a lot from his report. I think you will, too. And Kaylee Mansell, Hootie Takes with Spencer Rogers of men's basketball. They had a fun sit-down right before the Christmas break, and we find out what was on the wish list for Santa for Spencer Rogers. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander, and I'd be remiss if I didn't start Inside the Nest today with the news about Tony Ingle on behalf of everyone at KSU Athletics. Uh, we are saddened to hear the loss of legendary head coach Tony Ingle. He brought Kennesaw State men's basketball to, and KSU for itself, to national prominence, winning the 2004 National Championship and scrolling through Twitter, seeing all the remarks from former players colleagues, fans, you can tell he did something that I think we all strive to do here on earth, and that's leave a lasting impact. Speaking with Terrence Hill over the weekend, you know, Terrence had some stories about Coach Ingle, but you can tell with Terrence, our, our analyst for our men's games, how much Coach Ingle meant to him, and, and it was a personal relationship, and you got that feeling from everyone that remarks about Coach Ingle. So uh, to the entire Ingle family, we are so sorry you are in our thoughts and prayers right now. But um, Tony Ingle, legendary head coach for Kennesaw State. Take a visit to ksuowls.com. Nathan Bryant wrote a great story on Coach Ingle. Have some quotes in there as well. We're working on a video right now too. But Tony Ingle passed away earlier this week. Legendary head coach for Kennesaw State men's basketball. We'll get Inside the Nest started, bring on Mateen to discuss the action over the weekend for the women. Again, a big win at home against Barry College, and he gives us a look at the matchup and what's important against UNF at home this weekend. Let's get started Inside the Nest with Mateen. And we're excited to welcome Mateen back on Inside the Nest to discuss the victory for women's basketball over the weekend and preview the matchup with UNF. Well, Mateen, it was a typical week for women's basketball inside the A-Sun, a.k.a. Tuesday or Wednesday, you find out mm, your schedule is going to change. So Lipscomb was off the table in a quick turnaround, able to find Barry College, a local school, to come in, play Saturday. Overall, I mean, it was a game the ladies had at the very beginning. Stat lines were impressive, didn't seem to have many issues. And uh, I think for all the difficulties of COVID, it's nice to go out there and put together a good performance in front of a home crowd, right? Absolutely. I think uh, it was a performance like I've really never seen before um, in terms of the offense has been operating all year for the Owls. But the defense, I mean, they held the Vikings to 11 points in the first half the Vikings had one basket in the second quarter. Uh, I think it was a good chance for the Owls to see what their system looks like when it's firing on all cylinders. And they're going to need to be firing on all cylinders to take down North Florida, who have just lost one A-Sun game this season. And that was a tough loss for them. They only lost on a, a last-second buzzer beater in overtime against Stetson. You know, they'll probably have the argument that they could have and should have won that game. The big standout for me 
not only just against Barry, but also against the, uh, the games against Liberty has been the resurgence of Amani Johnson. Uh, Johnson, we all know how much of an integral role she plays for the Owls and how they operate on both sides of the ball. You're talking about the top playmaker in the league. You're talking about one of the top stealers as well. And she had the most points in the team over the last three games, the one with Barry and the two with Liberty. Uh, she had 17 points against Barry. And if KSU is going to go places this season, whether it be against North Florida or whether it be in the in the A-Sun tournament happening in Kennesaw later this season, Amani is going to need to be on that kind of form. I agree. And, and that was a point I was going to bring up is how much this continues the confidence for Johnson, 17 points, four assists in the win over the Vikings. She's going to have to have a, a pretty big output against UNF. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a team against UNF who, if you want to talk about output, Jazz Bond, who is their redshirt senior and the leader for the group all season, she just had 30 points on Saturday, which if anyone who watches this conference knows, it's very difficult to score 30 points in this conference. And she's someone who has been a dominant phenom of a player all season for them. She's six foot four. She knows how to use, you know, all of her height in conference play. And she's top three in the conference in both points, rebounds, and blocks per game. The Owls are going to have a tough time battling that output. And if they are, Amani Johnson is going to be the top of that list to try and, and, and get that output for the Owls. One name we're starting to talk about on a regular basis is Stacy Jones. You know, as a freshman, it's one thing to put together nice performances every now and then, uh, once a weekend, once every two or three games, 17 points, 10 rebounds. She's becoming a consistent factor for this team. Absolutely. And she's someone who, who's making all the tough plays that someone of her size and someone of her position needs to be making. A lot of the play of the bigs, as we've talked about before, when we thought we were going to play UNF, you and me, the bigs are going to have to be on their game. And I don't think any big has been on their game more than Stacey Jones this season. As you just said, she just had her second double-double uh, in the game against Barry of her very, very young career. And I think we're just going to see more and more of that from her. She's already getting more of that game experience under her belt. She's already recognizing scenarios quicker and quicker. And if she is the player that we think she's going to be, that's going to be far from just her first and second double-double that we've seen from her. Another player that will factor into the matchup against UNF this weekend is Gabby Legister. 12 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks against Barry on Saturday. What are you looking for out of Gabby? For, for more of what we've seen of her when the Owls are successful. She finds herself in, in good positions in the paint. She's utilizing the pick and roll for her other players. A lot of what makes Gabby dangerous isn't just her play on the ball. Um, and a lot of what makes the Owls dangerous is her ferociousness on offensive boards. The Owls are within the top 20 in all of college basketball in offensive rebounds, and that's what's really fueled our offense this season because so much of it is fueled by, by second-chance opportunities and second-chance points. So if she can battle players like Bond and the other four six-foot-plus players that UNF has – then the Owls are going to be in contention to win these games against UNF. What else is important in the matchup this weekend? 
I think if we take good long looks from outside the perimeter, I think when you have such a big team uh, like UNF is, if you are more dangerous from beyond the arc or from jumpers outside the paint, then you can go ahead and, and be more dangerous throughout the game. When you have someone who's a top blocker in the league like Bond is, you're going to need to have better looks from outside. And a lot of the Owls production this season has been inside. You have players like Brianna Hoover, who's one of the top shooters from the three-point line in, in Owls history. And she just hasn't had that many looks as she's had last season. And I think if we give her better percentage opportunities from the three-point line, then the Owls have just another way that they can be dangerous. Thank you so much for joining us on Inside the Nest. We appreciate it, as always. Looking forward to your coverage of the Owls and the Ospreys at home this weekend. Thank you so much for having me, Nolan. We'd like to take this time to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Thanks, Mateen, for your insight on the women's program, recapping the victory against Barry College and the matchup against UNF. Let's take a trip around the A-Sun with Jordan Griffith for the latest on the conference's men's and women's basketball standings. What's going on, Owl fans? Jordan Griffith here for another trip around the A-Sun. I talk about your favorite conference, the A-Sun, and we're going to talk about scores, news, and even the conference tournament coming up. So, Let's get it started. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but the conference tournaments are coming up faster than you expected. The women's and men's are really getting close toward the end of the season. For the women's, the conference tournament starts March 10th, and for the men's, it starts March 3rd. So both of those coming up, once again, closer than you expect. And the ASUN Women's Basketball Championship actually being hosted by Kennesaw State. So all those players are going to be in Kennesaw for four days, and the other one for the men's is going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. So let's not get ahead of ourselves too much quite yet, but just a reminder that this tournament is getting close as the season draws to an end. As of right now for the women's conference standings, it's the Liberty Flames race to lose at this point. They're 6-0 in the conference. Florida Gulf Coast followed in second with just 2-0, so a four-game discrepancy right there between the one and two spot, but Liberty sitting at 10 and three. We know they're loaded. They're, they got some really mature players, Emily Lytle, Maya Berkman, and they're playing really good basketball. We saw them in the convocation center not too long ago. Then you're followed by North Florida, Lipscomb, Stetson, North Alabama, Jacksville, Kennesaw state and Bellarmine. So really again, Liberty, the flames to lose this conference, they would have to have a lot of things go wrong. Right now, Liberty playing some terrific basketball, still being undefeated in the conference. Speaking of the Liberty Flames, Maya Berkman, I just talked about her. She is on pace to almost break an ASUN all-time conference record. She is shooting 69.4% from the field. If you guys don't understand at home how tremendous that is, the person who is in second is Gabby Legister at 585 so going from 69.4 down to 58.5 is quite the jump. And if she keeps this current field goal percentage, she won't break the record, but she will come within an increment 
of the record. Regina Days, back in 1985-1986, set the record when Georgia Southern was in the ASUN Conference at 70.5. That is the highest field goal percentage in ASUN history that has been recorded. She is very close to that mark, 69% right now, just 1%. Let's see if she can do it. We'll keep an eye on her for the rest of the season. Maya Berkman for the Liberty Flames. I remember last week I was talking about Kevion Nolan, how he might be a favorite for a Sun player of the year, but I think I might have spoken too soon because his own teammate might have heard what I was saying. Dontarius James, the forward, number double zero for the Jacksonville Dolphins in the past two games has dropped 30 points a piece, not 30 points total, 30 points in both of those games, 60 points over the last two games. Yes, one in a losing effort, but right now Jacksonville playing very good basketball, 66-65 over North Florida, 68-7 to on a North Florida loss on the second time around, but man. Dontarius James, we didn't get to see him in the Convocation Center, but he is playing terrific basketball right now for the Jacksonville Dolphins. Reflecting on the schedule now, about halfway, more than halfway through the season through conference play here in mid-January, and for the Owls, 3-11 right now, 0-6 in the conference. But the good part about that is that they have played the top three teams in the conference responsible for those six losses. Jacksonville, they lost both those games. North Alabama and Liberty on the road. So the schedule only gets easier here. They go to Bellarmine, then at Lipscomb. But I'm just saying the conference has been tough early on on the Owls. Maybe in the back half you'll be able to get a little bit more confidence because as of right now, North Alabama leads the way in the A-Sun with that narrow win over Kennesaw State, followed by Jacksonville, Liberty. Those three teams seem to be the three right now playing the best basketball. Lipscomb really not far behind, actually tied with Liberty, also at four and two. So you have about four teams there toward the top that have a legitimate shot at winning this conference. And conference play, like I said, just around the corner. So let's stay tuned. Lastly, I need to give you some games to watch for the men's. The first one, I will be watching this one very closely. North Alabama at home versus Jacksonville. The top two teams in the conference like we were just talking about. Look out for the matchup. Dontarius James versus Emmanuel Littles. James is the leading scorer in the A-Sun. Emmanuel Littles is the leading rebounder with 10 rebounds per game in the A-Sun conference. So that is going to be an electric matchup. Both play the forward position. Both really can shoot the ball. They can really play in all three phases of offense. Let's see how that pans out, and let's see who takes the conference lead going into this weekend. As for the game of the week to watch for the women's, I'm looking at Liberty going to North Florida on the 23rd. Liberty, once again, 6-0 and in the conference, 10-3 and overall on this season. They have beaten up on Lipscomb and Kennesaw State early on. Let's see if they can do the same against one of the better teams in the A-Sun in North Florida, the Ospreys, looking to put up a fight. They're not going to be able to overtake any lead or anything of that sort, but they're going to have a chance to go in there, maybe upset the Liberty Flames, and maybe shake up this women's conference just a little bit. I've left you with some things to think about, some games to watch, some records to look for, but that's going to be it for a trip around the A-Sun this week. I'm Jordan Griffith for KSU Owl Network. Thanks for listening. If your New Year's resolution includes dropping pounds, you may want to consult a Wellstar nutritionist before getting started. Following fad diets to lose weight quickly and without medical supervision, 
may result in long-term health problems. Slow and Steady wins the race. For more health tips, visit wellstar.org. Up next on Inside the Nest, we visit with Gabby Legister, 12 points, 10 rebounds in four blocks against Barry College. It was obviously a huge game for her, and interim head coach Khadija Head had nice things to say in her post-game remarks on the impact of Legister. Let's visit with Gabby on Inside the Nest. Well, Gabby, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. You had a big game over the weekend against Barry College. Four blocks to go along with the 12-10. I mean, not that far from a triple-double. It was a really good performance, not only for you, but for the entire team as well. For all the difficulties that this season has brought with battling COVID and all the rescheduling, how nice was it after the fact to relish in putting together a good team win? Um, I think with COVID, everything's been so difficult and we just wait till the last minute to know who we're going to play. So I think our coaching staff worked really hard to get that game and it was just very satisfying to just be able to get out there and play and just play together and get our chemistry together. So, yeah. What's the most difficult part about it for you going through a week of preparation and maybe not knowing who the opponent's going to be? Our coaching staff, like, actually, um, we don't start our scout until, like, a few, like, until we know who our definite um, opponent is. So I just think going into scout, you really have to pay attention. So then, like, you grasp all the information because it's, like, so short in time. So I think that being able to focus within a short amount of time is, like, a little difficult sometimes. Going into the game Saturday, what were you trying to focus on in your game? Um, I was trying to focus on getting rebounds more because um, my past few games, I haven't really gotten like my goal in rebounds, but um, I achieved that. So I was pretty happy with my results. So what's your goal in rebounds? So I try to get um, at least over like five or six, like six, seven, like just to get up there in the numbers so that I could help my team because um, I mean, I'm tall, so. I feel like I should be able to get in there and grab a lot of rebounds. So, What goes in to getting a rebound? Well, <laughs> to see where the shot comes off, and then you have to box out, and you have to go get the ball. So it's just like a lot of it's on your positioning and where you're um, – like where the defender is, if it's an um, offensive rebound or where the – offensive person is for a defensive rebound so it's just like following the ball and yeah it's really complex <laughs> this team is fantastic at getting offensive rebounds one of the best in the nation what makes it as far as rebounding goes what's different in trying to get on the offensive end compared to the defensive end because typically you don't have the better positioning in that situation I just think offensively we're so used to each other's shots so like we know where they might come off and with post players if like we miss a layup we can easily just go up and grab it and then put it back in and like def um getting like a defensive rebound you don't really know where it's going to come off and then you already know that their players are going to try to get the offensive rebound to score again because they have the ball so i just think it's uh, more difficult to get defensive rebounds well Knock on wood. That's exactly what I just did. We're going to be at home this weekend taking yeah. on North Florida. What are you looking forward to in that matchup? Uh, personally, I am looking forward to um, 
like I said, scoring in the paint and grabbing rebounds because they have a few taller people on their team. So I just think if we limit their paint points and shut down their post players because they can shoot threes, then um, I think we'll do pretty good this weekend. What would a win this weekend do for the team? I think it would be so satisfying because it'll be our first conference win and we've been working so hard every week. Um, I just think that the whole team will just be ecstatic if we, you know, get a team win. Our coaches will be ecstatic to get a team win. Yeah. Sure. And it'd be nice to do it in front of a home crowd too, right? Especially yeah, in front of a home crowd. Well, switching gears a little bit. Now we're a little more than a week into a new semester. How has this semester started out for you academically? Um, it's been fine. Um, this semester is definitely going to be harder for me because I have uh, statistics in history and I'm not really too strong in those classes, but I got tutors for them. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try to push it out and, you know, get um, three, five, something like that. Be impressive. What, what history class? I, th I think it's, uh, oh, it's modern history. Yes, modern history. Okay. Well, best of luck in both of those categories right now. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure how well I could do if I was in your shoes with those. Yeah. Gabby, is there anything else that you want to leave off with here on Inside the Nest? Any uh, shout outs you want to give to family, friends, teammates, et cetera? I would just like to have a shout out to all of my teammates and my coaching staff. I just like to thank you for being the best every day and you guys make me happy every day. So, yeah, thank glad, you for having me. Definitely. Glad to hear it, Gabby. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest and best of luck against UNF this weekend. Thank you. Holy hand-rolled tortillas. Does Chewy's know Tex-Mex or what? We're making our fresh tortillas all day long. Perfect for wrapping up Chewy's famous Chicka Chicka Boom Boom enchiladas. Stuffed with house-roasted chicken, smothered in spicy, cheesy Boom Boom sauce. Better have a handshake and fresh limerita handy. Just saying. So gather up your friends because you can dine in at Chewy's or get it to go. We even have meal kits available for pickup or delivery at order.chewy's.com. Locations in Kennesaw and Perimeter. Find us at Chewies.com. See y'all at Chewies. Back to school means big savings at the university store. Stock up on five-star spirals. They're buy four, get one free. Receive 30% off. Let's term 1917 journals. Get 30 to 40% off assorted pens, pencils, and more. Carry it all in a new backpack. Select styles are 25% off. Students also receive special educational pricing when purchasing technology at Altec. Trade in your old tech products for cash to use towards the purchase of new Apple or Dell products. Through January 31st, Dell is offering a $100 rebate on select models priced $499 and up. Offer available in-store and online while supplies last. Let's wrap up Inside the Nest as always with Hootie Takes. It's Owl Network intern Kaylee Mansell and Spencer Rogers on Inside the Nest. Hello, Kennesaw State. I'm Kaylee Mansell. This is Spencer Rogers, and we are back with another episode of Beauty Take. With Christmas coming up, I have to know, what was one Christmas present growing up as a kid that you didn't get that you were just completely devastated about? Uh, that I didn't get? Uh, probably some some retro Jordans I asked for when I was like, I want to say like sophomore high school, I wanted some Jordans, but I ended up not getting them, so I was actually pretty disappointed. Can you tell me what color? What color? I think they're like black and white, maybe, yeah. 
Now I know with basketball teams, everybody's got like a bromance because y'all spend a lot of time with each other. So who would you say is the cutest couple on the basketball team? The cutest team? couple? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Kenny, Kenny Burns and Nate Springs. They, they, uh, they're pretty funny. In his last interview, Alex shouted out Colary, so I had to know your opinion. Who do you think has better hair, Colary or Trevor Lawrence? I gotta say Cole. I mean, you see Cole in the video, you know, shaking his hair and stuff. I think he got the best flow right now. What kind of shampoo and conditioner do you think he uses? Does he or use? Do you know? Uh, you know the uh, the commercials with Troy Palomalu, the head and shoulders. I feel like he probably uses that. That's funny because I think the exact same thing. Right. I would say head and shoulders. <laughs> well, Spencer, thank you for taking time to sit down with me today. I wish you all the best of luck in the upcoming season. Thank you. Thank you to all of our guests for joining us on Inside the Nest. Mateen, Gabby, Jordan, Kaylee, and Spencer. I'm Nolan Alexander. Inside the Nest has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, this is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. We look forward to seeing you at the Convo this weekend. Women's basketball at home against UNF. Grab your tickets, ksuals.com slash tickets. Until next time, go Owls.